0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. You've got your girl Laura here in the home studio and today I am going to be recording solo. For those of you that are longtime listeners of the podcast or maybe you're new but you feel invested in my own personal journey and 2022 plans and things like that, I'm just going to be talking about some of the big changes that have happened in my life over the last couple months, and then also what I've got planned for the rest of the year. So I hope, I hope this will be an episode that you get a lot of value out of. So sit back, enjoy, and welcome to Bikini Things. Last, last little sip of water here. Let's just jump right into it. So a lot of big changes have occurred in my life recently and all good things. And I'm excited to share them with you, the listener, and just kind of talk through what's changed, why, and and kind of how my life looked in the past versus what's what's coming up this year and what I have planned, what I am working towards this year and beyond. So just jumping right into it, one thing that I want to make really clear to you, the listener, is this podcast, it's just getting started. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm finally on somewhat of a regular episode schedule. So my goal is to be uploading these episodes kind of like Sunday evenings before I go to bed. And then I'm I'm putting it out on Instagram Monday morning so you guys can catch the episodes. Roughly, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe I switch to just finishing the editing Sunday night and dropping it Monday morning. We'll see. But I'm on a fairly regular schedule now. And I've got that um, plan to continue for the foreseeable future. I've got a lot of amazing IFBB pros, experts in the fitness community, friends that I plan to have on the podcast in the future. So I am consistently lining up episodes, guests for you the listener to enjoy each week. So I just wanted you to know that. And outside of that, just a little bit of backstory as well. If you haven't listened from the beginning, this podcast was started by me. I do 100% of everything involved in this podcast. So the editing, the recording, scheduling guests, picking guests, um, the website that hosts this podcast, getting this website out onto Apple Podcasts. um, I did all that. Actually, to be clear, one thing that I did pay someone on Fiverr to do is to help me get the podcast um, on other platforms early on. Um, so that way it's available on Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all of those other platforms as well for you. Um, but pretty much everything else, that's me. Um, the Instagram is currently me. Um, and and I just want you guys to know that over, over time and in the past, I did have a desire to have a co-host just because... It was very difficult for me to balance this with a full-time job. There's so much I had up in the air when I was working full-time in engineering that made it very difficult to do my job, do a good job with that, to have a career, get raises, provide for myself, to compete, to get better at competing, to work with my own lifestyle, weight loss, fitness clients, and now, flash forward a few years, my prep clients, and to put out regular, consistent, quality episodes of the podcast each week. It got really, really hard. And so for several years, there was a desire I had to have a co-host. But the hard part with something like it this is, is it really does either require a lot of work or a lot of investment of time or money. So for example, a lot of the other bikini podcasts out there, they're not edited by their host. The host pays someone two to $300 per episode to edit The episodes for them. And I know that because I've done the research to figure out how much that would cost. I've also talked with them about it. So um, just know that all the edits, everything is just yours truly. And over time, I just learned enough and I'm trying to constantly get better at it to put episodes out there and to put really, at the end of the day, information, good information out there for you, the listener, you, the fit, active female who wants to improve herself, who wants to level up as a competitor or just learn something, be entertained, you know, listen to something fun while you're at your at your day job. I'm, you know, I was I'm that person too. So I just wanted you to know that. This is just something that's really fun for me. I enjoy it. I see value in it. And I'm planning to continue. And at the end of the day, all of all of the significant pieces of the podcast we're always and will always be me. I have a hard time imagining anyone in the future becoming a co-host, but I am 100,000% committed to make this the best podcast it can be, the best guests, the most interesting guests, provide the most value and quality information to you, the listener. And there's some really exciting guests coming up in the next um, months here in April, May, and June. So look out for that. But let's take a step back. (laughs) So the elephant in the room, that I haven't really acknowledged is I left my engineering job. So uh, yeah, <laughs> let's start there. Back in March, uh, I wrapped up working at an engineering firm I, I had worked at since 2016. I took a brief hiatus to go work at a different engineering firm from August 2019 to uh, January of 2021. And then I went back to my previous firm, just it was better culture, better coworkers, um just a lot more enjoyment. But I want to be really really honest with you. Becoming a bikini pro, being a bikini pro with a demanding full-time job was very difficult. And this is something I wanted. I want to dive into a little bit because this is a a piece of feedback that I get a lot. A lot of the times, I do have someone who's a listener of the podcast come talk to me, or you know, or send me a little message on IG and say, "Hey, this is really inspiring. I appreciate what you're putting out there." So many of us, right, as competitors, only only the elite become pros. In and, and it's really difficult to juggle competing in a full time job. If you throw in something like a family, children, any any other obligations, any other type of side hustles, anything, it makes it that much more difficult. And I just want to number one acknowledge, appreciate, and send a lot of love to all of you ladies and all of you queens who are doing this day in and day out. I understand what you're going through. I feel you. I've been there myself. I don't have a husband or children. But at the same time, I was working my job. Keep in mind, I had personal training clients. So I had people that either I was coaching online for weight loss or now starting in 2020, I had clients for uh, prep and competing. I'm a homeowner. So my prep, when I turned pro, I was in the process of buying a home by myself. So I don't, you know, I didn't buy it with a friend or with my mans or anything like that. I bought it by myself. And to do that, hold down a job compete do a good job competing it is it, it truly is so 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 much and so for all of you that are doing it i just want to shout you out tell you how amazing you are like you ladies are killing it it's it's so it's so much it really it's just it's so much work and so much juggling and so much time management and i just really want to shout out and just love on all of you That are doing this day in and day out. It's it's really freaking hard work, and you deserve like a pat on the back, a spa day, um, you know, (laughs) every every brand new workout set from Bombshell Sportswear. Like you deserve everything. So um, I just wanted to let all of you know that. In terms of just kind of how my life has changed with all that, or or how my life looked to get to a point where I could choose to step away from a job. And, and take a really big risk and just decide to focus on my passion competing in fitness. It's, it's been a long time coming. There's a big part of me that felt that just, even if I didn't know this in my conscious mind, that this was what I was seeking, or this was what I was after, I feel like even though I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself an extremely religious person. I feel like God just put this like mission or just like dream in my heart and it's been there since for competing has probably been there since like 2012 or 2013 when I kind of first learned about competing and and that was 4 to 5 years before I ever even got on stage and and with my my work at the time I've talked about that I was working in environmental cleanup the hours were insane um you know it was field work so it was like very physically taxing there weren't always even restrooms to use because you could be in the middle of a cornfield you know it could I could have been treating a super fun site that was in the middle of nowhere so anyway so I was like treating all of those things and working at gas stations or working in the middle of nowhere even looking back I don't think there was any way for me to prep and and do a good job get stage lean um, with just all the demands that were there and, and the hours that were being worked so anyways when I switched jobs and I got a normal job and I was working in an office and I decided, okay, now's my time to compete, it took up a a good amount of my time. And I realized how on point I needed to be with my time management. So that first prep, I got on a schedule like most of us, right? Most of us who have normal full-time jobs where we work during business hours, Monday through Friday, you've got to be up in the morning early to do cardio, to work out, get ready for work, go to your job. And then likely when you're done with work, you've still got to go back to the gym, probably do more cardio. Maybe you've done your lift, maybe not. You probably got to pose, do some posing practice. You know, if you're smart, you'll do some stretching and some recovery and mobility, um, things like that. And then in in the little nooks and crannies that remain in the rest of your week, you've got all the other obligations of a normal life. Like if you've got a partner, spending time with your partner. If you've got a family and kids, running a household, taking care of your children, um, finding time to do basic errands like going to the grocery store, getting your dry cleaning, like things like that that pop up. Um, prep in a full-time job, it's it's really a lot. And the further I got into competing the more aware and willing i was of the the choices and the sacrifices i was making and and even early on as a competitor i've i've spoken with my friends about this a lot it became very difficult for me to maintain the type of personal life that i wanted it was very hard for me to socialize it was hard for me to date for many years um, there's probably some early episodes of the podcast circa like 2018 where um, maybe I, I talk about that I can't I can't remember at this point but that was definitely a topic on my mind at that time because I was just realizing the gravity and and really just what it took to become a bikini pro and to achieve the things that I wanted and it was tough. It was it was a mental battle, but I knew I knew what I wanted, and so it was just learning to be okay with the choices and the priorities. But anyways, it made it hard to socialize for for a variety of reasons. I mean, number one, if we're competing, if we're bodybuilding, drinking alcohol is pretty much the the worst thing you can do. I mean, firstly, it's seven calories per gram, so It's calorically closer to fat than it is to carbs or protein. So it's basically almost like you're drinking fat um, just in terms of the caloric density, right? And then it's very inflammatory. Ethanol, at the end of the day, it's a poison. So ethanol, which is what's in our drinks, it's a poison. It's a poison to our body. So it's very counterproductive to muscle building for women. We already have that much of a harder time building muscle versus men because of our Or the amount of testosterone we have compared to a man. So then you add alcohol into the mix and it makes it very difficult to make progress. So the area I live in, I'm by the beach. I'm in Orange County, California. A lot of people really live a party lifestyle here. So number one, it made it hard to socialize and get out and do things and find people that I just like clicked with and things that I wanted to do. And it also made it really hard for dating because a big part of the dating scene and and going out is like having drinks with someone or going out to dinner and having drinks, you know, that first, first time or so too when you're with a new person and like having any type of like physical connection, like a first kiss or anything, it definitely helps if there is a little bit of alcohol in the mix to like take the edge off. But again, I didn't really want to do any of that. So there was um, just that and, and the amount of time I was spending at the gym, you know, on the weekends, I would be at the gym for a long time, you know, I might, I might combine a bunch of stuff into one trip where maybe I'd be doing posing practice maybe I'd be doing a longer workout or some stretching or things like that and I'd be at the gym for a good chunk of my day and it just it was very difficult to find a partner who would get on board with that there were so many times where I felt lonely or I felt sad because things just weren't going the way I want I wanted in my personal life and I've uh I kind of had to make peace with that over the years and the good thing is um, I'm a little more maybe open-minded now. I have a wonderful boyfriend who also is a competitor. Things are, things are all good. Things worked out the way they were supposed to. But I just wanted to make that really clear, um, that there was this big sacrifice going on in my life during the time that I was turning to, trying to turn pro. And, and it, I'm not saying it has to be this way for everyone, but turning pro in bikini, it gets more and more difficult every single year. The level of competition rises every year. So it really is, it really is difficult. And, and maybe if you're someone more petite and you don't you were already athletic or you already had a really good athletic background and whatnot, um, you had a good starting point. So so everyone's journey may not be super difficult. I know people that have turned pro in one year, you know, one season of competing, that's very rare but it does happen. And for me, I think I think I had more of a I had more of a challenge. I needed more time just because when I when I started my journey, I was so thin. I spent most of my life trying to be thin, trying to shrink myself. I quit basketball in high school because I needed to gain a lot of weight to be good as a post player. You know, I was that like center when I was in high school because of my height, but I was so freaking thin. I would just get pushed over by <laughs> by girls that had a little a little more weight to throw around. Than me when I was playing basketball and I didn't want to, I didn't want to thicken up at that time. I wanted to be thin, I wanted to be small. I wanted to look like an undernourished runway model. and um, and so yeah, I just I came into competing with not as much muscle, not as much of a, a good starting point. I, I had some, I had some. I kind of got into weightlifting in grad school, so I had a few years. but it just I was still just I'm just naturally a very thin person. I'm an ectomorph. I lose weight easily. Um, I don't put on muscle easily, so those are just my tendencies. And so the the level of commitment had to be so so high to get to a point where I could turn pro. And and I I don't want to I want to be just really clear. And I'm I feel like I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I, other than doing a good job at at work and getting raises each year, so I could support myself and continue with my goal of buying a home in Southern California, which I eventually did do. It was that and competing. And that was like really it. Like those were the two priorities in my mind. And pretty much nothing else mattered for like years. So pretty much when I started my first prep in 2016, up until, I don't know, sometime in 2021, I had a big mindset shift and decided to go a different way with things. But throughout that whole time, I was very, very focused and the schedule for me, it doesn't look like this for everyone, but the schedule for me is on on the weekdays when I was prepping, I'd be up at like maybe 5, 5.30 in the morning, go work out, go do cardio, go to work, um, come back to the gym after work. I might need to do a little more lifting depending on what my training split looked like, probably more cardio, more posing. I had my own clients and check-ins with them in the mix. And that was what every weekday looked like. On weekends, Almost every weekend for the last several years, I've worked local bodybuilding shows either for Toxic Angels Bikinis or for my coach, Body by O. And so those were Saturdays. Last year's prep, I was very fortunate in that for, the, for a long time, I only had six days of cardio. So it made it possible because on the days I was working the shows, I couldn't really get away to go work out. Um, and then Sundays were like a mad dash to check in with whichever clients, checked in on Sunday, um, get my groceries, meal prep, go work out do every single thing around the house that wasn't getting done, like laundry, um, cleaning, things like that. And it was just, it was very stressful. Um, it was it was really, really stressful. Um, but I'm also, I'm a person who has a lot of ambition just naturally. I think I've always been that way. goal I'm very goal-oriented. And when I want something, I don't quit. I might have a, times where I get a little down, but in general, I'm the type of person where I don't need as much downtime as your average person. Like, I don't need time on the couch to watch TV. Um, I don't need, I don't need like to spend my entire weekend just chilling out, doing whatever I feel like. Like, on weekends, I like to get stuff done. I like to check stuff off my list. That's what makes me feel good. A little bit of downtime, you know, in the weekend evenings can be nice, but um, in general, I don't need as much downtime. But despite all that, it was a challenge. And I just want to, again, provide support encouragement to you the listener. if you're doing this, if you're trying to turn pro, you can absolutely do it. Just understand the level of work that's required. really try to understand where you're at, be realistic with yourself and just know what you're getting yourself into and understand that it might take years of like singular focus and dedicated work and effort and tears. To get to that point, but I promise you, you are capable, you are worthy, you can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. I had not a good starting point for bodybuilding. <laughs> I was thin, I was lanky, but I'm I managed. Um, you know, I managed to get here. If you're someone that needs to grow, take long off seasons, eat your freaking food. You're not gonna grow if you're not eating your food. So um, yeah, those are just a couple of <laughs> couple of little tidbits there. And then as far as the changes that have been made, so like I've mentioned, I started coaching people for just weight loss and general fitness in 2017. And I always had you know a handful of clients here and there. And over time, I got better at it. I studied more. I learned more. By 2020, with the pandemic and so much changing with the world, I kind of got to a point where I didn't have any fitness clients. They all kind of tapered off Gyms were shut down. I wasn't in a headspace to be pursuing clients or even doing the home workouts. I had the worst little setup for equipment. So I could barely do these little workouts for myself just to try to keep keep myself going. And, you know, I had this goal of competing, winning a pro card in 2020, which I eventually did. But um, it was tough. And I wasn't I wasn't in the headspace of like marketing myself for fitness coaching or anything like that. And so 2020 started coaching people for shows. And I kind of got the confidence after I had a few clients get on stage and, and look competitive, that I could do this, that I knew enough, um, I was confident enough in myself. And and really, at the end of the day, I knew enough. And it was just it just kind of took me seeing it happen and believing in myself to really move forward more confidently. And in 2021, I pretty much just had a team start growing in front of my eyes. And I'm so proud of each and every athlete that I've prepped and and everyone I've worked with and the ladies that continue to work with me. I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you. I see all of your potentials to go as far as you as far as you want whether it's turning pro or not um i see and believe in every single one of my athletes and it's just so cool to now have a community of women so if you guys haven't noticed i now have an instagram that i'm sharing a little bit more of my clients and my fitness content and that is more athletics and uh and it's been really cool so like i said in march i left my job i'm just coaching, competing full time. I work as a sales consultant for toxic angels so I guess that's my side hustle now but I love that designing bikinis is like so fun um, who doesn't love to like try on sparkly bikinis and pick out colors and it's pretty much just like arts and crafts time. So those are the things that I'm doing nowadays and I'm I'm so excited it's it's something that I have to constantly remind myself to to just pinch myself. This is what I'm doing now the way i'm living my life day to day now it's a it's a dream that <laughs> i think I, I think i wasn't even fully aware of it that i wanted this until somewhat recently and i'm just grateful i'm grateful i'm excited i have so many things planned um last year i also got certified as a life coach like i mentioned i bought my own home i'm a very financially stable pragmatic woman. And I'm very proud of myself for that too. And these are all things that um, I want to start offering to as services and providing more information. YouTube channel will get picked back up shortly, which is very exciting. And in this podcast already, I'm on a weekly schedule with awesome guests that have amazing information and knowledge to share with you ladies each and every week other than these weeks here where i pop in and kind of let you know what i'm up to but even then i'm not i'm not really planning on doing a ton of solo episodes moving forward just just kind of here and there as needed and yeah my goal this year you guys is to compete really treat competing like a job i would love to win a pro show this year and qualify for olympia we'll see how my physique is looking i'm a little i'm a little nervous with the size of my upper body i feel like my upper body is still not full enough to be at that level but I'm not gonna know until I try I'm not gonna know until I'm on stage next to these other queens and I can see what I look like next to them and just keep in mind too for me personally the size, the height difference is so extreme most bikini athletes are like 5'5 or shorter I'm six feet tall, so I'm like a completely different body type. If I get too big or if I just get a little too full next to these little short girls, I'm going to look like I'm my own division. I won't look I won't look wellness, right? If I'm balanced top to bottom, but I also won't really look bikini and I won't really look figure and I'm definitely not women's physique or bodybuilding. So it's a it's a fine line and I'm just not going to know until I try and and it's kind of the same attitude we take as an amateur competitor, right? If we don't compete, if we don't get on stage, if we don't try for that national show, we don't really know where we stand until we try. So I am a little bit apprehensive about the size of my upper body, but I'm not starting my prep yet. That is a question that's come up recently. I, I lost some weight during my off season, and I'm looking fairly lean, which is a you know not a not a bad thing. Um, losing weight during an off season was not anticipated, but it happened. And And for better or for worse, the what that means for my prep is that I have less weight to lose during my prep. So that's exciting. Uh, that means I can do less cardio. That means I can eat more, and hopefully keep my upper body full. But in the meantime, I also have the chance to eat, train really hard. My calories are still high. And I'm not going to start my prep until the end of this month. So end of April, I will start my prep. I am looking at some shows late July, early August. So some of the shows that Kim and I have talked about are Vancouver Pro, Chicago Pro, Tampa Pro, Pacific USA's Tahoe Pro Show, um, Nashville Pro Show, and uh, maybe some others here and there. So, I'm not I'm not saying I'll do all those, but those are those are all the shows that are kind of in that time frame that I'm looking at. So, depending on when I'm ready, if I'm ready in late July, Vancouver and Chicago, I believe are the only options on the calendar that kind of fall in that time frame. If I'm ready August, Pacific USA might be my first one this year. That was a show I did last year. That's a muscle contest show and and you guys know I love muscle contests. That's the local event producer here in Southern California. Um Tahoe Pro Show, I also did that one. Last year, too, that was so much fun. That's a center podium show, and I would love to do that one again, although I believe Pacific USA and Tahoe Pro Show are the same weekend, so if I do them, I think it's possible, but I think I would have to fly Saturday night to go do the show in Tahoe Sunday morning. Um, That might be a little crazy, so we'll we'll see what I actually end up doing, but either way, I'm excited to prep. I'm excited to get on stage again. I'm healthy this year. Last year, I had a sprained ankle. Pretty much, almost my entire prep, I, I sprained my ankle about four weeks into my pro debut prep. And as much as I wanted to keep going, it really took a took a number on the competition season. Like in in hindsight, if this were to happen to me again, I think I would prob- probably just uh, go into an off season because it affected my training, my ability to do real cardio like for real. Um, bike cardio, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of for bikini. I like doing stairmaster or incline treadmill or elliptical something that's not so quad dominant, something that's more hamstring glute focused. It affected my cardio. it sure as hell <laughs> affected my posing and and I spent so much time, effort, energy studying posing, trying to get better at posing last year and I can't for the life of me figure out why I didn't just learn to pose on my other side sooner. So up until this year, I have always posed on my left side, my left hip. You'll notice that if you look at any of my stage photos on Instagram. And uh, I don't know why last year I just didn't switch it. So I was putting all my weight on my bad ankle, which was not helping anything. I think my posing still would have been affected if I had learned the other side. But um, what I also discovered in the process of playing around with things, healing, whatnot, is that I'm I'm right-handed. And this is just a a tidbit for maybe you amateur competitors. You may not have figured this out. But in general, none of us are really symmetrical. As bodybuilders, we try to be. None of us are perfectly symmetrical. Most people carry more muscle on their dominant side. So if you're right-handed, most likely you've got more muscle on your right side. Vice versa, if you're left-handed. So I don't know why I didn't think of this sooner, but I should have been posing on my right side for, for from when I started. So I look I look a lot fuller. I've got more muscle for sure on my right side. Um, so that's something that this year I worked on a lot and now I'm doing my routine on a different side and I'm really happy with it. It's It's not where it needs to be for a show day, but keep in mind, I'm still about 16 weeks away from the earliest show I would think about doing right now. So I am happy with where it's at. It needs more polish. It needs I want it to be flawless, perfect, amazing, jaw-dropping, all those things when I do hit a stage again. Um, but I'm excited for that. So, just being healthy this year will be such such a game changer and um and I'm just excited to get up there and feel like I'm doing my best. Last year part of part of the the difficulty outside of just the impacts to the training, the cardio, the posing was the mental aspect of it because it's like I knew in my heart it wasn't my best and I'm, I was getting on stage as a brand new pro doing my pro debut and just sort of knowing that like this isn't all I've got and that that was hard to deal with. If you're a person who has high standards for yourself and you want to do well and you want to show up in the best way possible at everything you're doing in your life to show up to something and feel like you're only giving you know, 90, 80%. Even if that's all you're capable of, it doesn't feel good. And especially getting all the way through the four shows that I did was very mentally and emotionally taxing. Like It was very difficult. There was a huge part of me that wanted to back out of some of the shows I did, and I chose not to because I wanted to finish what I started. And I wanted to finish the shows that I had planned and get my feedback and try to place the way I wanted to place. And, and it was all, at the end of the day, a big learning experience. So 2021 wasn't really my year, but for a lot of reasons, I'm just happy, excited, grateful. Um, I just feel so much love and gratitude and appreciation, not only for you, the listener, but the people around me, my athletes, everyone who has encouraged me. There have been so many people that encouraged me to leave my engineering job once I was doing well with coaching. And once I had some good income from that and all the support and love, it doesn't go unnoticed. It doesn't go unappreciated. And I have so many plans for the future. You guys just wait. Like I say, I'm ambitious. I have, (laughs) I have a laundry list of projects and things that I'm either working on or are in the list of priorities to be worked on. And there's so many things coming in the future. So I'm just, I'm just very, very excited for all of it. And I'm excited to get on stage again and really show up as my best. So um, those are my big plans for the year. I would also love to take an international vacation because it's been years since I've been out of the country, especially with everything that's happened since 2020 so that's about it. Um, yeah, I think I think I've covered it all, you guys. Um, this is just a short and sweet little solo episode. So again, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a follow on Instagram at bikini underscore things. You can follow me on Instagram at laura underscore ifbb pro and check out more with my clients and my coaching at more athletics. Thank you guys again. Have an amazing week.